Hello, everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton. I'm so glad you've joined me today, and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Uh, Several sessions ago, I began a series titled Jesus, the Great Storyteller. And what we're doing in this series is we're studying the parables of Jesus. And so if you missed any of the last sessions, I'd like to invite you to go back into our archives and listen to those uh, messages, and you can get caught up on anything that you may have missed. But anyway, Jesus, the great storyteller, studying the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, of course, a parable is a story. It's a natural story that carries a spiritual truth. And, uh, uh, you know, Jesus started uh, uh, several of his parables out by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto, and then he'd share the parable. And he'd give, he'd give a natural story. And what that natural story would do is it would, it would shed light on how the kingdom of God operates. And so if you want to learn how the kingdom of God operates, you'd want to study the parables of Jesus. And also, too, uh, something that, that I think is very uh, noteworthy is that one of the Old Testament prophets said concerning Jesus that he would open his mouth in parables, teach the people in parables, which, of course, he did, and that those parables would bring forth uh, things that had been kept secret from the foundation of the world. And so I tell you what, that right there is, is uh, uh, you know, we need to study Jesus' parables because I'm interested in finding, about, finding out about things that have, has been kept secret from the foundation of the world. So, so we've been studying the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, so far we've studied uh, the parable of the sower. I took two sessions on that, the parable of the sower, and it's the most basic parable that Jesus uh, taught. And uh, uh, if you missed that, again, I'd like to invite you to go back. Uh, it was the session, the two sessions right before this one, where I, I taught on the parable of the sower. So we had an introductory session, and then the last two sessions, the parable of the sower, parts one and two. And then, of course, today we'll move to new material. But you need to understand the parable of the sower or you won't be able to, Jesus said you won't be able to understand any of the other parables. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. But uh, I think it'll be helpful to you. But the parable of the sower was was very rich. And I tell you, it brought, a, a, brought out a lot of things that, that we need to be aware of. And so you can go listen to that if you missed it. But uh, also too, I want to reiterate that uh, what Jesus would do is he would, in a lot of the parables, he would give the parable and then he would give the explanation uh, uh, to the parable to any to anyone who wanted to stay around and listen to it, uh, certainly his 12 apostles, 12 disciples, but anybody who wanted to stay after could listen in and get in on the, the in-depth explanation that Jesus would sometimes give after he would share a parable. And, uh, and that's what I was talking about. Be a stay after Christian. Now, if you missed, if you don't know what that means, go back and listen to the last two sessions and you'll see if you'll be a, a, the kind of a Christian that, 
that 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 hangs on every word that the minister is is preaching from the Bible, and and you make effort to to study the the word of God and and understand it. We brought out you know from the parable of the sower that the devil then cannot steal the word away from you if you'll make an effort to try to understand it and meditate on the word of God that you've heard. And then stay after the service, you know, and, 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 and if you can get to your pastor, if there's things you don't understand about what he said, talk to him, you know, uh, get good study books, do whatever you have to do to find out what, you know, the, the things you've been taught from the word of God, uh, you can glean so much from other good ministers, but be that as it may, be a stay after the service kind of a Christian, hang on every word, don't just be a Christian that comes, hears the word of God, and then just goes off and doesn't think about it again till next Sunday. But, but, but you know, spend some time after the service studying, meditating the Word of God. And I tell you what, it, it pays rich dividends. But anyway, with that being said, let's move on to the new material today. Go to Mark, the fourth chapter. And remember, I said to you that, that you know, Jesus' parables, uh, sometimes they're found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and not in John. Uh, most of the parables primarily are in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but you want to read the parables in all the, 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 in all four gospel accounts or whichever gospel accounts they're given in to get the full picture. And, uh, we did that with the parable of the sower. We may not do it with every parable that, that we read just for the sake of time, but always try to read anything in Jesus's life and ministry if it's available in any of the, you know, don't just read it in, in Matthew's account. If it's in Mark and Luke or John or whatever, read it in all the gospel accounts and uh, to get the full picture of what's going on. But anyway, it'd be very helpful to you. But be that as it may, uh, let's pick up with, uh, in Mark, the fourth chapter, let's pick up with the uh, uh, parable of the growing seed. Now, the parable of the sower which we studied the last two sessions had to do with, you know, the seed, the sower was the preacher and the seed was the word of God. And so that was all about seed. So let's just kind of continue in that vein here uh, today as we talk about the parable of the growing seed, Mark, the fourth chapter. Now, this particular one is not in the other th uh, other three gospel accounts. It's just in Matthew. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just in Mark, Mark four. So you won't find it in Matthew. This particular one, Matthew, Luke, or John, it's just here in, in Mark, the fourth chapter. But let's look at it, verse 26, the parable of the growing seed. And Jesus said in verse 26, the kingdom of God is as if. So here we go. He's, he's going to give a parable that's going to show us how the kingdom of God operates. The kingdom of God, and it, you know, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven from my study of it, it's, it's, it's the same. Some people want to make a big deal about is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven the same thing? It, yes, it, from my study of it, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, when he says the kingdom of God, when he says the kingdom of heaven, it's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. I know many years ago, some people uh, that, I, that I was listening to, they were making a big deal about that they weren't the same from my study of it, they're, they're the same, just in case you were wondering. So anyway, the kingdom of God is as if, here we go. A man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know 
how. Now be sure you underline that, highlight it, mark it, put stars around it, however you need to mark that. He himself does not know how. Now let's, let's look at this again. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day. So he's going on with his life. He's planted the seed. Remember, this is a natural story, but it's going to show us spiritual truth, going to teach us something about the kingdom of God. Is as if, now here's the natural story again, a man scatters seed on the ground, sleeps by night, rises by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. But the man who planted the seed does not know how. He doesn't know how it works. All he knows is he planted the seed and the seed is growing, but he doesn't know, the man that planted the seed doesn't know how. He doesn't, he doesn't know how it's, how it's, how it all is working. He just know he planted the seed and now the seed is growing. And then verse 28, for the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there's the parable. And now on this one, I don't see where he gave an in-depth explanation of it, but it's, I think, very simple to see what he's talking about here. And remember, each parable has a main, general, central truth to it. And, and, and as I study this, the central truth seems to me to be that uh, if you if you want a crop, if you want a harvest, if you want a harvest, you're going to have to plant a crop. You're going to have to plant some seed. Uh, it's as simple as that. If you want a, a, a to harvest a, a, a crop, you're going to have to plant some seed. But there's a man. Uh, a man, uh, how do I want to say it? There's a part that we must play and there's a part that God plays. Just like when you plant a seed in the ground, if you want a, if you want an apple tree, you're going to plant an apple seed, you plant it in the ground, and then you're going to go about your, your, your daily affairs, okay? Whatever it is you do. And in the process of time, that seed is going to begin to grow and and you've done your part. You planted the seed, and now that seed is sprouting and growing, and it's going to grow into an apple tree. Now you don't know how all that works, and, and neither do I. You know, I guess there's people that study that stuff that know know some things about it. But you know, I, I would bear, I would venture to say even the smartest people in the world may not understand everything about how you could plant a little little tiny seed in the ground and then you come back, you know, years later, it's a, big, it's a big apple tree. I'd venture to say nobody really fully, totally probably understands all that, how it works. But God has put things in this earth that, you know, the way he set it up, that when a seed is planted, it'll begin to grow. And and so if you want, a, if you want an apple tree, you get an apple seed, you plant the thing, and you go about your life. And, uh, you know, you may have to water it and this, that, and the other, but, but you go about your life and it begins to grow and you don't know how it all works, but eventually one day you got the big apple tree 
<laughs> with apples growing on it, you see? And so there's a, there's a, a manward side to it, a part that we have to play. And then there's, there's God doing what he has done with what he's put in the earth and how it operates and how, you know, a seed grows. We don't understand all that, you know, but, but it happens and it grows. I don't know how it works, but it grows. And the next thing you know, you've got it, you got it down the road somewhere. You got an apple tree or an orange tree or whatever, whatever kind of tree or, or plant or whatever it is you want, you see. Again, the man plants, the man or the woman, whoever it is, plants the, the boy or the girl, whatever, plants the seed and it grows. But what we don't, we don't know, <laughs> we, we don't know how it works. It just does. And so, what I take away from this is, is the kingdom of God. We must find out from God what it is he wants us to do. And then we do that. All right. We do that and we, we, we obey him and we don't know how everything works, but eventually things grow and develop and if we'll obey him and listen to what he tells us to do and we do it, that's our part. And then and then he does what only he can do. He does his part. And the next thing you know, the thing he's told us to do, it begins to grow and develop and grow and develop. And the next thing you know, you've got a fullness of whatever it is he's told you to do. Uh and as we uh hear from the Lord, as he speaks to our hearts and gives us direction. Uh, we, we, we start out and head that way. And if, if you know anything about God, he's not going to tell you if he, if when he tells you to do something, he's not going to give you all the details of how everything's going to work along the way. He, he just tell you to start, go head that way. Just give you, you know, tell, tell you what, what the first step ought to be. And then you take that one and it takes faith. It takes faith to do anything for God. It takes faith to do anything for God. And anything that God really asks you to do is going to take faith. The, the, the Bible's clear. The just shall live by faith. It takes faith to serve God. And anything he asks you to do is going to take faith. And it's going to, is really, it's going to be beyond what you're going to really be able to do in and of yourself. You're only going to be able to really take that first step. And if you're like me, you're going to want to know all the details. And you're going to want God to tell you everything that's going to happen along the way. And he's not going to do it. I'll tell you right now, don't even, don't even try to get him to tell you because he's not going to do it. You've got to be faithful to take that first step. And then as you take that first step and then you're faithful in that, then he'll give you a second step and then he'll give you more instruction and so on and so forth. You know, so many people, they want, they want step 10 and they're not even willing to take step one. You know, <laughs> they want God to tell them step 10 and they, they won't even do step one. Well, you're not going to get to step 10 if you, <laughs> he's not going to talk to you about step 10 if you won't even take step one. And that's what this parable is, 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 is really saying to me is we have to do our part. God will do his part. We don't understand how it all operates, but if we'll obey him, you know, eventually there'll be fullness and, and, and we'll reap a harvest. Uh, I, you know, but, but we're not going to know all how it operates. I think about Abram who became, you know, Abram and then his name eventually was changed to Abraham. But when God first dealt with him, God told him to leave his, his father's house 
and, 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 and gave him the direction, just told him, get out away from there, head off a certain way. And the Bible says that Abraham, you know, Abram who became Abraham, he, he obeyed God. And then the Bible in the book of Hebrews, I believe, says that he, he didn't know where exactly he was going, just that God had, putting it in my own words, had told him to leave his father's house and head off in a certain direction. And he didn't, he didn't really know where he was going. He was just obeying God in that first step by leaving his father's house. And you study the life of Abraham. You see that as he was faithful to take that first step, that he got other direction and so on and so forth and developed into to something really, really fantastic and really great and a great blessing. And all the earth is blessed even to this day by Abraham believing God and taking that first step of faith just by leaving his father's house. He didn't know all the details. He, he didn't know really where he was going other than that God said to go. I think about, you know, in my own life, uh, going, going way back to 1989. Here we are in 2023, but in 1989, the Lord directed my wife and I to, uh, to leave this area of St. Louis, of the Fenton area, and go off to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to Bible school. Didn't give us all the details, just said we needed to go, just spoke to our hearts to go, didn't hear an audible voice or anything like that, but just spoke to our hearts to go to Bible school. It was located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we uh, we obeyed the Lord in that, and the Lord didn't give us all the details. I wanted all the details. He didn't give me all the details, but we headed off and obeyed God. He provided for us every step of the way. I was as concerned how how he was going to do that and how we could both. We both. I was a school teacher. She is a nurse. We were making you know decent money and uh, not lots of money, but decent money. And now we're going to go <laughs> making nothing and have to believe God. But, you know, God really took care of us as well or better, actually better than we, we would have been. I, I, as I look at it, if we if we did just stayed teaching school and being a nurse, her being a nurse. But he, he met all our needs and it, it wasn't it wasn't great opulence by any means, but all our needs were met. And, and then we, we eventually we graduated uh, after two years from the Bible school. We came back to this area and then he directed us in the process of time to start a Bible study in our house. And then as that began to grow and, and I think the first the first evening we had, uh, I, I don't know, we had, I don't know, we had a handful of people. And then the next uh, week we we had less and then the next week we had more and the one night we didn't have anybody and so my wife and I went and got a snow cone <laughs> snow cone and then but then but then in the process of t- but we didn't quit we just continued to to, to teach there at, at the house and then it began to grow and then the Lord directed us to go rent a room in the school at Rockwood Summit High School and we did and we met there and then and people began to come and and I wanted God again to give me all the details but he he wouldn't do it he just what he spoke to my heart was to go to to Rockwood Summit High School rent a room and teach his word that's all I got and that that's all that I heard him say to my heart 
my wife and I obeyed him. And then in the process of time, uh, he opened up some property for us to, to purchase about a mile away from that school. And we purchased the property and, and we, 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 we built a, a, a church building and had to tear down some old farmhouses, which we did and, and, and then build a church building. And, and the whole thing, we were there, uh, four years in the school and 23 years in, in the facility. But, looking back at it now, but I wanted God to give me every, every direction for, you know, every, all the details, <laughs> all the fine print, but he didn't do that. But as we obeyed him, you know, to start in the house and he told us to go to the school. And then we, then from the school, we went to the, to the, he showed us the, he brought the property and the, you know, very supernaturally the way he made that available to us. I could tell he talked for an hour just on that. And then the way he provided all the funds, and it was just, uh, 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 just very supernatural all the way to the, to this present hour as I stand before you teaching now. It was just one, you know, he tell us, direct us what to do. We'd obey him. I didn't know how all was going to work, how it was going to operate. I remember way back when we first, uh, uh, started in the school and then as we were transitioning to the building, I didn't know I would walk around the subdivision, you know, with my wife and, while, while we're walking there, I was thinking, how is God going to do this? How is, how are we going to get the money to do this? How is this all going to, how is this all going to operate? I didn't know how. What is, what did Jesus say? Himself does not know how. I didn't know how it was all going to work. But you know what? It, it all worked. And, uh, never had to beg for money, never had to twist or turn anybody for money. And, and, and the money didn't come in from just one source or one or two sources, but there was a, a, a numerous amount of people that were just faithful in tithing and giving. I never made any twists or turns or pulls for money. We'd receive an offering and the money just rolled in, <laughs> rolled in, praise God to, you know, to, to pay everything that we needed. Glory to God. And I didn't know how, I still looking back on it now, I still don't know, <laughs> I still, I still don't know how it all happened. But it did, and it was exciting, you know. And it, I tell you, it, really, if you look looking back at it now, it was a lot more exciting, and continues to be a lot more exciting than it would have been if I'd have stayed teaching school, and my wife would have been, you know, as a nurse, just getting that weekly paycheck. I mean, you know, I mean, not knowing where, you know, knowing we need money for this over here, and we're not going to pull on people or twist people. We're just going to believe God, and money come in for it, and. I mean, it's, 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 I tell you what, living by faith is an exciting life. And uh, I tell you, when you're going through it, though, when God, you know, when you're on this side of it, you're looking out at it. Sometimes it could be a daunting thing, but he won't give you the details. You take one step of faith and then and you know what? We don't know. He himself does not know how I, I myself did not know how I don't know how it all works. But I tell you what, I'm like the Wizard of Oz. You know, at the end of the Wizard of Oz, when he's in that balloon, that balloon, he's going to take Dorothy back to, to Kansas and the balloon gets un, un, loosed there or whatever. And he's going up and Dorothy had gotten out of the basket. She's not in the basket. The Wizard of Oz is going up and Scarecrow and everybody's saying, come back, come back. And the wizard says, I don't know how it works. <laughs> and I don't know how, how faith, I don't really know how, you know, how, I don't know. I know, I know a lot about how faith works. I just, I don't know a, a lot. Of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how God does what he does. I have no clue, but he does it. And it's exciting and it works and he does his part. But we got to do our part. He does his part. We don't know how, but if we'll be faithful, 
I tell you what, it'll all come together in the end if we're in his will. And it'll, it, there'll be a great, great harvest to reap. And many people will be blessed and glory to God. Well, that's a parable of the growing seed. Plant the seed. Take the step of faith. And don't try to figure everything out. Don't try to figure everything out. If you've heard from God, plant the seed. Take that step of faith. Whatever it is that he's asked you to do or he's told you to do. And then don't try to figure it all out. Just go on down the road and continue to obey him. He'll give you more direction as needed and great blessing will come. Now, with that being said, let's look at uh, Matthew, the 13th chapter, the parable of the mustard seed. We're talking about seeds here. Let's just kind of continue in that vein. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the parable of the mustard seed. Now, this one is also found in Mark's account and Luke's account. But for the sake of time, we're just going to read it in Matthew here. And I think it'll be sufficient for our study here, but I'd recommend you to find it in Mark and Luke and read it there also. But here in uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 31, he says, here it is. He says, the kingdom of heaven. Now, before he had said the kingdom of God, here he says, the kingdom of heaven, same thing, is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Well, glory to God. That's the parable of the mustard seed. Now, what is the central truth of this parable? Well, things in the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, they operate like... Uh, like planting a seed in the ground, as we've said. And really, if you think about it, you know, as you look at the natural realm, remember the natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. If you go back to book to the book of Genesis, you know, God is a spirit being and God spoke and he spoke the natural realm into existence out of the spiritual realm. And so the natural realm operates very much like the spiritual realm. That's why Jesus can tell a parable about the natural realm. A story about the a parable is a story. He could tell a parable, a story about the natural realm, and it will help us understand the spiritual realm because the natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. And again, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like that mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. It's just something very small. But when it's grown up, it's greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. What's the central truth that I get out of this? Things in the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven operate like seed planted in, in the ground. Things start out small and then grow. And I've already alluded to this previously. Just I've already talked really about this. You take one small step. One small step. You just see a mustard seed, very small. It's very small. Jesus said, uh, again, a mustard seed, which a man took, sowed in his field. Indeed, the least of all the seeds, which when it's grown is greater. So what do we learn about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God? Things uh, start out very small. Just like in the natural realm, things start out very small. Uh but in the process of time, in the process of time, they'll grow and become become larger and bigger and so on and so forth. 
And uh, as I've said, I've already alluded to it. But I, I guess the thing I, I, I feel like I ought to stress here is, uh, and, and I mean, we, we could talk about, you know, the, the, the mustard seed's very small, and so we shouldn't despise small things. The Bible talks about not despising the day of small beginnings. Don't, don't despise it if God asks you to do something that seems very small or insignificant. Because in the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, things start out small. There's nothing insignificant. There's nothing that's unimportant in the kingdom of heaven. Everything's important. So matter, so no matter what God has asked you to do, don't dis, you may think it's small, it's insignificant, but anything that God asks you to do is not small or insignificant. It's very important and, and He has a purpose behind it. So don't dis, I, I mean, here's, here's something that I take out of this, this parable. He's talking about this small little mustard seed. Don't despise something because it's little and small. I think about uh, Bethlehem. The Bible talks about Bethlehem being the, the, the like, putting it in my own words, like the smallest little town or one of the smallest little towns in Israel. But out of that small little town, someone great came. His name is Jesus. So don't despise something just because it's small or that it seems insignificant because in the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven, things will start out small. But I tell you what, small things, if they're, you know, can become big things and good things and, 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 and can grow and can develop. And, uh, and, and so, so don't despise something because it's smaller, because it's, it's what would seemingly the world would look at it and think it's little and insignificant. But, uh, but, but here's something else that I, I think that, that we need to stress here. Notice here. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of the seeds. But when it is grown, is greater than the herbs uh, and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air might come and nest in its branches. I think the thing that the, the Holy Spirit wants me to stress here is, is this process of time. You need to give whatever God has asked you to do or told you to do. And you obey him, you, and you don't understand how it all operates. We've already talked about that. You need to give things time to develop. You need to give things time to develop, time to grow. I just feel like that's what needs to be, be stressed here. I think we can learn that from this parable. We need to, to, to give things time to grow, time to develop. You know, it's, it's like if we took I was talking about that, that apple seed. Excuse me. If we take that apple seed and we plant that in the ground, we can't get aggravated and we can't get upset. If a week later we don't have a full apple tree and we're picking apples off of it. I mean, now that makes sense to us in the natural realm. But then why in the spiritual realm is it that when we've done something that God's asked us to do and we, you know, we've obeyed him, you know, a week comes and goes and we don't see the fruit of it and we're ready to give up and quit and throw in the towel. You know, you know what I mean? Throw in the towel, give up and quit. 
But yet I've seen, I've seen that. Let's learn from the, let's learn from this parable. Let's learn from the natural realm. In the natural realm, a farmer wouldn't go out and plant a bunch of seeds, plant a garden, you know, and then, and then, you know, three weeks later, he's disgusted because he doesn't have a full crop. It takes time. I know in the, uh, in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about there's seed time and harvest. And I like to break that up. There's a time where you plant, you know, there's a seeding where you plant the seed. Then there's a period of time and then a, there's a harvest. But we, we have to realize, let's learn from the natural realm, we wouldn't plant that apple seed and be aggravated because, it, you know, a month later we didn't have a big full apple tree. It could take a good amount of time. I don't know how long it takes for an apple tree to grow, but I would think it would take a good, good long while for it, for that seed to grow up and get big to the point where it's an apple tree. I just off the top of my head, I would think it could take years for that to, to, to happen. Now, you might correct me if I'm wrong out there, if you're an apple farmer, <laughs> apple tree farmer out there, but I would think it would just, it would take more than, than, than just some months. So we learn that we know that in the natural realm, but we come over in the spiritual realm. We do something that God's told us to do. We we give an offering, or we we sow we we sow time. We give our time. We give our talents. We do whatever He said do, and and then we're we're aggravated or upset or discouraged or frustrated because you know you know two months later we don't have a full harvest. It it it, it takes time, and what I think the Spirit of God is saying here: Don't get frustrated. You know, uh, because, you know, you've obeyed God. And, and in other words, you, you, you haven't let enough time go by to see the, 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 to get the harvest on your, on your, your sowing. You know, I mean, don't be aggravated if after six months you don't see a, you don't see a, 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 a full crop or, or however long it is. In other words, don't cut, don't, don't abort. That's what, that's it. Don't abort the plan of God because you don't see results as quick as you think you should. There, the Holy Spirit finally helped me get that out. Uh, don't abort the... If you've heard from God and you've taken a step of faith and you get down the road and you don't see the full harvest, don't abort the plan of God because uh, uh, you haven't seen the full harvest yet. Don't stop short. Don't quit. Don't give up. I'll give you a personal example. Uh, I remember uh, it, it comes to mind. I remember we, as I have already said, we started started Summit Christian Church in in, in my house in 1994, and of course, you know, we started in the house, went to the school, and then and then built a bought property, built the building, and I already told you about that. But one thing I haven't told you about. And I've never I've never spoke about this, but I, I think I'll I'll share this. Um, we had started uh, we had gotten in the school, and uh, we had been in the school for about a year, and we outgrew the the room that we started in because there was people coming, and we outgrew that room, and so they moved us up to a to a larger area, and so and people were coming, and it was exciting, and and all of that. And I remember the uh, the Lord's. I, I felt very strongly that He had spoke to my heart 
to go on a local radio, go on local radio, just local, local radio. And uh, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to do that. You know, where was the money going to come from? We didn't have any, any uh, equipment, radio. I know nothing about radio. I know nothing about putting a radio show together, or the equipment that you need. And, and back there, that was back in the days of cassette tapes and all of that. But it was on my heart to have a local radio show that, that operated in conjunction with the church and uh, with the teaching ministry, just like I'm doing with you here. And, uh, uh, to, to, you know, and it would have been a way, a way to let people know that we were there at the school. But more importantly, a way to get the word of God, the teaching, the teaching of the word of God out. That was that was strong in my heart, but I didn't know how it was going to it was going to happen. So there we go. But it, it was going to take faith because I had <laughs> it was seemed very difficult because what were we going to do? Well, it's interesting just a short time after that, a couple comes to the church and starts attending the church. And this man had all, he had a studio in his home. He had all the equipment for, for, you know, uh, for doing radio. And he would, he was able to take the cassette tapes that we taped the services with. And he had all the splicing equipment and all the editing equipment and at, at, at his house he had a studio he you know and uh <laughs> and first class stuff and and i you know i i in fact he i as i recall he actually you know began talking to me about you know he had all this at his house and this and that and the other and and you see how god was bringing all this all together and so I, I talked with him one day about, you know, you know, about what was on my heart. He said, I'll volunteer. Before I could finish, he said, I'll volunteer all my time, all my equipment. All you got to do is get me the cassette tape of the service and it'll be radio. He called it radio ready, you know, because there had to be like 15 minute slots and, you know, like 12 minutes of it was. I, I don't know how it all worked, but he said, it'll be radio ready. All you got to do is give me the cassette tape. He said, I'll copy it and I'll take it to my house. It'll be radio ready and I'll send it to whatever radio station that <laughs> how you talk. Now, that, that's, now that's the Lord. I, I mean, that's, yes, that's the Lord. And I was the Lord in the middle of that. You could see that. And so we were, uh, a time slot came available on uh, uh, an AM station here in the area. Is a, is a good good station, and so next thing you know, I'm teaching on the radio, and of course now what we did was is because it was a, a, a radio show sponsored by the church, we it was titled Reach for the Summit, and uh, and so we because uh, Summit Christian Church Reach for the Summit. And they had, a, they even, they were, this guy, him and his wife were, they were real good singers. So we even had a jingle, you know, an entering jingle. And I, it was cool. And uh, so we go on there. It was an outreach of the church. So the, so the church paid, and rightly so, for the airtime. Because all the other stuff was volunteered by this guy, was was donated. And so we uh, we, we went on there. And so and I didn't know how, I believe, I, he knoweth not how. I knew not how, but look, you can see it all covered together. So we go on the radio. And, uh, and, and up to that time, 
everything I had done that God had asked me to do, the money was always there in the church. Now I'm talking about the church. And even before that, when we went to Bible school, all of it, the money was always there. But on this one, on this particular radio thing, I had it in my head that, you know, I wanted, I did, I, the church could get it started, but I wanted the uh, radio program to pay for itself. In other words, I wanted offerings coming in and not putting any pressure on anybody, but I just wanted the offerings coming in from the listeners to pay for the airtime. That's And, and, and when we went on, when I taught on the radio, I didn't. I didn't say anything about, you know, didn't make a pull for, I've never made pulls for money, never have, and never have no intent, never will. I just don't, I, I don't just, you know, but I didn't, I didn't. And, and so I wasn't on the radio begging for money or anything. I just came on, we taught, it came on, went off. But I was, I was wanting the the radio audience to be able to pay for the airtime. I never said nothing on the, I just taught the Bible. We came on, went off. That was it. And, uh, and so I put six months on it. <laughs> now God never told me six months, but I put six months on it. And I said, you know, after six months, six months, uh, there ought to be, uh, the, the money ought to be coming in, uh, from the radio audience. To pay for their airtime. And I mean, in this show, it was going on. We went on many months. And I was getting calls from, from different people saying, I mean, say they was enjoying it. I mean, people that didn't come to, come to the church just from all over. The, I say all over here and there. I'd get calls. Oh, we're listening. We're enjoying it. Uh, uh, I just, it, so, so it was being a blessing. But I wanted it to pay for itself. Because I didn't want to continue for the long term to take money that we were going to use to build the church building and all of that to, to go to airtime. And, and you can see my point there. But I put six months on it. Now, God didn't put six months on I put six months on it. And I said, if after six months, <laughs> that radio show is not paying for itself, I'm going to take it off the air. And I didn't tell that to anybody except my wife. <laughs> and so here we go. And six months comes and goes, and we had some people wrote in, and they wanted, you know, because we made cassette tapes available if you want to call in and or write in, write in, I guess, and, and buy the tape, the tapes, I don't know what they were, $3 a tape or whatever. So we had we had some of that going on, but and some people calling saying they enjoyed it, but that, that but no money coming in from it. And I, I'm not interested in the money other than, you know, you, it's like Jimmy Stewart told the angel Clarence, you know, Clarence said, we don't use money up in heaven. And, and Jimmy Stewart said, well, it comes in pretty handy down here, bub. And it, it, you know, in a wonderful life. And it, it, so I wanted the, I wanted the radio show to pay for the, the airtime. The, 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 I wanted the, the radio listeners to pay for the airtime. That's, I had that in my head. So after six months, that wasn't happening. And so I pulled the plug on it. I said, that's it. And I pulled it, I pulled it off the air and just went away. Didn't, didn't, didn't make a big to do that, you know, just, just, this can't, cause we had a six month contract and did I, and so I get the, the radio people calling me saying, Pastor Terry, you know, this program is being a blessing to people. I mean, we want, you know, can we give you a different spot? Can we, you know, what can we do here? You know, but I said, no, I was very nice. But I said, nope, nope. I said, I said, I didn't even tell them why I just Thank you. It's been nice, but, but 
because there wasn't funds coming in to pay for it. Everything else I'd ever done for God, you know, the money came in to pay for it. So, yes, I pulled it off. <laughs> We're talking about you don't want to abort the plan of God. So after I thought after six months, you know, what is that, a hockey season? I thought after six months ought to be paying for itself. Well, later on down the road, later on down the road, I, uh, I was talking to a, an individual who heads up one of the largest ministries in the world. I didn't say in St. Louis or in Missouri or in the United States. I said in the world. And I was talking to this, to this gentleman, wonderful man. And I, was, I just briefly you know, told him what I told you, but much briefer. And he said, six months, six months. He said, he said, that's not enough time. He said, that's not enough time. He said, when we started out on the radio, it took, it took years. It took a lot longer than that to build up an audience where, you know, you got to build an audience and so forth. He said, six months, you're barely even getting started. He said, six months, there's no, I mean, he was telling, he was going on saying, six months, you can't get, you can't, you know, six months isn't enough time. He said, you should have never done that. You needed to go a lot longer than that. He said, eventually you'd have built your audience and, 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 and the Lord would have started speaking to people's hearts. And he said, six months. What am I trying to say? Is I, I, I heard from the Lord. The Lord made the provision. I didn't know how it was all going to work out. He made the provision. I headed off that way to do what he said do. All the provision was there. But I got aggravated, I got frustrated because it wasn't working the way I thought it should. And I aborted the plan of God in that area. Now, in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I saying that I would have ever had a large radio ministry. I'm not saying that. That wasn't the issue. It was just to be a local here in the St. Louis area, just a local uh, uh, teaching ministry. But you see, you plant the seed... Right, I haven't left what I'm talking about, the parables here. You plant the seed, and you got to give it time to grow. And you don't get frustrated in that, process, in that growth process, because you, know, you don't do what I did and abort the plan of God. And I did. I abor- in that area, I aborted the plan of God. And uh, you know, I have to tell you, in, in the church, there was always... I, I mean, there was always, I don't know, that left, that, we say that God had that, had a local tele, uh, radio, local radio show, and, and, and that's what he wanted us to do, and, uh, and, and I aborted that. I, sh- I should have really been <laughs> meditating the, these, this parable more, I guess. I wouldn't have done that. I don't know. But, but I just aborted it, you know. I wouldn't do it now, I, I, but I, I was younger back there then. I guess I can, can say that for myself. But but there always seemed like there was was a hole or something missing that that we were should have had in in Summit Christian Church that we didn't and it was uh, as I said it would have been a good tool to let people know where we were but it also would have been able to to reach people with the word of God more and remember that was in a day when we didn't have social media we didn't have you know <laughs> we didn't have all these television i mean now there's hundreds of television stations back there then there was only like five or six here in st louis area 
and the radio, you know, Christian radio, there's only a couple of stations, and now you've got the social media. It's totally different then than it, than it is now. But I aborted the plan of God because I got frustrated in the, in the, in the, in the, the, the time between where we obeyed God and, and, and the harvest. And, and yeah, it, 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 it can cost you, and it did cost me some. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That, maybe that story will help you to obey God. And when you start out, it's small. But start off, just obey Him. And don't try to figure everything out. And just head on down the road where He tells you to go. And as He leads and directs, you know, as you hear, as He speaks to your heart, leads you and guides you through peace versus no peace and all of that, as I've taught you over the years, how God leads you. And, uh, but don't stop short. Don't abort the plan of God. Don't get frustrated because you don't see, like I didn't see the fruit of that radio ministry in six months. So, so I aborted it. And I shouldn't have done that. It, it, it was, it, it cost me. It, it did. But, but, you know, I, maybe you can learn from my mistake. But anyway, but God still used us and continues to use us to help some folks. So that's a good thing. But uh, there you have the parable of the growing seed, the parable of the mustard seed. And uh, I guess something else I take away from this mustard seed. Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So something else I guess you could take away from this. If you have just a little bit of faith, you can do great things. Well, anyway, well, I spent more time on, on some of these personal stories than I intended to, but that's all right. I think we were being led by the Spirit of God, and sometimes folks get as much out of these personal examples as they do anything else. So, uh, and it really isn't leaving the teaching of the Word of God. It's just kind of giving you my life experience with, with some of these things we're teaching from the Word of God. So anyway, uh, I, I tell you what, how about if we unhook right here for today? I could go on. I got another two pages of notes, but I think we'll unhook here today. I've given you enough to think about <laughs> till next week. And we'll pick up back, uh, right here next week and we'll continue with the parables. So anyway, God bless you. I, I really love you in the Lord. I really do. Uh, thanks for listening to me on a regular basis, and I just trust I'm being a blessing to you in some way with the Word of God. Hey, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, there really is a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. The only way you're going to miss hell and make heaven is to repent of your sins, place your faith in Jesus Christ, call on His name. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven. And God will make your life worth living in the meantime. He really will. So God bless you. And hey, I'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.